A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to hear the latest when it comes to anything out of the ordinary. I don't care if Bigfoot is shaving his chin in your bathroom. You tell me about it. <laughs> you go to my main website which is HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com. They both go to the same place. And tell me the details. I mean, what color is his fur? I mean, what, what's happening? I'm just kidding. But angels to aliens, shadow people to hat man, near-death experiences to holy encounters. I mean everything. If you want to have a conversation about it or just express yourself, you're more than welcome to do that. And I mean, the details, we need the deets. We need those details. I get so many people are like, there's more to this story. Well, tell me the story. If you want me to actually apply some help or to share the patterns that I understand and just kind of go with it. Um, yeah, you got to tell me about it. Those teasers don't help me or you because you probably will never write me again. <laughs> I always tell people, please, you only gave me two lines. Tell me more details about that. And I usually don't hear from them. I am telling you, we have got to get to the bottom of this stuff. Do not hesitate. Uh, You know, some people think their story is the next great big book out there in the world. This is not the business to be making a living off from, okie dokie. Um, So (laughs) just if you want to learn, grow, share, care, I am trying to get us all to open up a little bit more. And uh, I think it's working. I think it's working to some extent. <laughs> I think all of us are are growing and learning as uh, I flip through these emails. It's just absolutely, it's interesting, intriguing, scary, horrifying. But, um, you know, we have to get over these things. We do. We have to. Because why are these things scary? It's because it's unknown. Because it's not spoken of often. 
but we're going to start talking about these things more often. That is my goal. So yes, that's why I talk as if I'm in the sunshine discussing these things as I would with anybody else on anything else. I don't need a flashlight under my chin. Mm-mm. A lot of people think, oh, you're just enjoying this too much. This is demonic stuff. No, these demons have been around for a long time. I've been dealing with them for a long time. So let's talk about them as we do anything else. I hope to encourage that. Oh, my goodness. You guys are in for quite the show today. Tim Swartz. Ooh, he's going to be talking about something I know that you have never heard about. I know I haven't. A talking mongoose? Are you serious right now? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. We're going to discuss that at length because I don't know what to say about that. Um, We're also going to get into alien technology, alien abductions, uh, and so much in between. Tim is absolutely very, very... uh, very uh, informed on what's going on out there in the world. I mean, he's one of those people that doesn't just sit there and read an article online. He writes the articles. Mm -hmm. He does the podcasts. He does the lectures. He does the TV shows. So you're going to really enjoy this conversation uh, we're going to have here shortly. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you guys, the world is going to be surprised at 2023. Did I say that out loud? (laughs) <laughs> just said it out loud. I'm going to have this good omen going forward that everybody's thinking it's going to be the worst, but we're going to all push forward that 2023 is going to be spectacular. Okay. We need some good mojo out in the world. So we're not going to anticipate the worst, right? We're going to anticipate a wonderful time of change that'll be for the betterment of the world. Okay. No raining on our parade. We're not going to do that. All right, you guys. Uh, So, you know, before we get to Tim Swartz, I want to open up the Outlandish Corner emails and to see what we've got here, because this is from somebody that went to my website. I told you, shadowfolks.com. And I always say, give me as many details as you can. Oh, great. This first one is not that. This is not two lines. Didn't I just say two lines? I got two lines here. Well, let's let's make the best of it. What do, what do we got? Okay, this is from Viola. Viola Davis, truly one of my favorite actresses. I wish that was her, but I don't think so. Um, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? It, it could be her. So she begins. Dear Heidi, mm-hmm, that's me. Uh, I see these shadow figures almost every night. Oh, that's horrible. Some are more frightening than others. Okay, so what? Why? Why, Viola? Why? What? Why? Does some have eyes? Does some have teeth? Does some growl? Does some talk? These are, uh, I think this might be a perfect email to actually uh, encourage people to give me more details. I mean, so you see these things every night. Where? In the bathroom? Around your bed? Are you brushing your teeth? Are you making breakfast? They don't, they're not exclusive to the nighttime. So, and you say some are more frightening than others. Well, what are they doing? Are, Are they pushing you? Are they threatening people? What's more frightening? Okay, so these are the questions I want you guys to think about when you go to write me. So give me those details. Um, Maybe I should put that on my website. It's like, hey, you write me, please give me that whole vibe. Give me that whole vibe because this this is so important. All right, next sentence. These are a few. They are less frightening and tend to appear less often and stay not as long when I do an exercise from a class online with a shaman. 
But what are you doing in that class? What are you doing? I want to know. Others would like to know. So that there, it's happening less, but it's not eliminating itself. So there's some kind of powerful, positive mojo that helps to keep these things away, but it's not doing the full job. And your last sentence is a question. It says, how to stop it? Well, there's a lot to that one, too. Um, so how do you stop this? Every so often, I give some details on how to bless your property. Um, when people go to somebody like a shaman or or a, a person in the clergy, and it's not, I, I don't, I don't want to um, discourage anybody from going to somebody like that. That's your belief system. You go for it. Um, all I know is my own um, that works in certain direction. Uh, I am biased. I always say I'm biased because I'm Christian in that direction. And I'm like, I know God works and the name of Jesus works. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are certain ritualistic things that have been known to work through the centuries when it comes to negative things coming uh, to people. Uh, You think about some of the things that are biblical too putting lamb's blood above the doorway or something, you know, it's like ritualistic. What is, what is that? Why would that work? You know, it's like certain methods. Uh, so the shaman has methods that work to a certain extent for those under that belief system, um, or may have native blood, uh, you know, so I've heard of that, but how to stop these things coming every night and frightening and doing whatever else, um, you, have to let these things know you're not playing that game you're going to put your ethereal foot down and in their backside to say be done and be gone um but i shouldn't say that don't be confrontational be steadfast okay be steadfast and bless each room in your home and when you do that you're going to start from the furthest point on your property and your home, and you're going to work your way out. You're going to back your way out, blessing the home. Now, uh, it's detailed, and uh, I try to tell people how best to do that on my website, uh, and I also have it in my book, The Secret War. I have it in the Hat Man book, and uh, I have it on my Facebook group called Shadow People Hat Man Experiencer, and uh, I had so many people, like I write this out and I'll email it to people, right? And I could email this to you actually. Um, and a lot of people are like, I read that, you know, but I just couldn't visualize it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a cartoonist. Let me, let me draw this thing out. So I did the hat man book. This is the second book, um, called the hat man. And the subtitle is a guide in comics on how to get rid of dark beings for all ages. So it's a little comical. (laughs) and showing you how to do this method of blessing your home. So it's, it's, uh, you know, just like with anything, you got to make sure you cover everything. I I had somebody (laughs) sound silly, but, um, they had something in, in their, their home every, every night, something was waking them up and next to their bed and standing there, just freaking them out. So they did this method, right? And somebody that I knew, they did this method of blessing their bedroom, at least, because uh, they were kind of like just living in one room in this house, right? So it wasn't their house to go and do this whole big blessing, okay? So they blessed their bedroom, and 
And the and the friend is like, hey, hey, I did that blessing, but I mean, I still hear them, hear them versus seeing them. I'm like, I'm confused. What do you mean? Here, here's where details come in and to play. Thank God I could have a conversation with this person. I knew them. Well, it's in the closet and it's making noise and it's and it's shaking things. It didn't do that before. And it's like growling in there. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you open up your closet doors when you did the blessing and bless every corner in that closet door and then close it? Oh, no, no, I just blessed the bedroom. <laughs> I, I have to laugh because I'm like, you trapped it in the closet. <laughs> it's like, oh, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> so it's like I had to get, you know, why didn't this work? You know, and. It's like, ah, you you didn't get all the corners. You didn't get, you didn't do the process that was needed to make sure that you would be in the clear. So you gotta follow step by step and uh, move these things on out because they don't belong there and they're not paying rent. Um, I mean, I know these things are scary. I know it's horrific. I know what it's like to live under that pressure. And uh, I don't live in that, that sense anymore because I know that I can help banish them with a little sprinkling of Jesus on it. Mm -hmm. That's what I use. Um, (laughs) So anyways, thank you so much for writing me, Viola. Um, I hope this was helpful to you, and I will send over that blessing. And you guys, you're in for a treat with Tim Swartz. We're going to be speaking on so many different topics. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. Stay right there. There's more Heidi coming right up. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. 
Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. And now more Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. On to my guest, I have Tim R. Schwartz, who is an Emmy award-winning television producer and the author of a number of books, including The Lost Journals of Nikola Tesla, Jeff the Talking Mongoose, Time Travel Fact, Not Fiction, and Tim R. Schwartz's big book of alien encounters and his most recent alien artifacts, incredible evidence of exotic material from UFO encounters. And as a photojournalist, Tim has traveled extensively and investigated unusual mysteries from all over the globe, and he's been featured on television shows like Ancient Aliens. You can also see his conspiracy journal. That is a free weekly email newsletter considered essential for a lot of people who research these things. And um, you can also catch his show, The Paracast, at theparacast.com, which he co-hosts with Gene Steinberg. And also visit conspiracyjournal.com. So I'd like to welcome Tim Swartz to the show. How are you doing there, Tim? Uh, I'm doing great, Heidi. Thank you very much for having me on today. Yes, of course. We have a long history of chatting over the airways together. 
uh yeah it uh we do we go we go way back and and uh thank yeah. heavens i you know know your name right yeah yes right <laughs> <laughs> it's just before he, he i get this a lot people call me holly they blend my first and last name and uh, they put in emails and whatnot and I, I don't take offense to it it's just i find it hilarious when it happens to be honest but uh well you know you would think that as long as we have known each other that I would remember your name, but as as people as people well are, are well known on the various uh, shows that I've uh, hosted or co-hosted on, mm-hmm. I'll have a horrible time with names. Oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll mispronounce them and just uh, I mean it's simple names. Yeah, and no. I'll just I'll mangle them so bad that you know they'll ne- yeah. they refuse to ever come back on talking. No, again. I, I, I get it. it. It happens. But to dive right in here, my goodness! So you're an Emmy award winning television producer. You've done so much. You've written so many books, and you've researched from angels to aliens it seems like uh, mm-hmm. you know tell tell the the audience here what got you drawn into this whole arena to begin with well you know a lot probably a lot of your guests that you have on you know will tell you a story about uh, uh something extraordinary that happened to them when they were a kid and that started a lifelong interest and and with me i was kind of drug kicking and screaming um into the whole field um when when i was a kid i mean i was your kind of your your your, your typical midwestern uh, uh boy i mean i really wasn't that interested in you know ghosts or ufos or the paranormal didn't really have that much knowledge of it I, you know i Growing up in central Indiana, you know, I like the you know, race cars, Indianapolis 500 and basketball, right, right, right. things like that. I did have an interest in science. So, I mean, that was uh, that was a little bit of it. But uh, in third grade, we used to get uh, this. Uh, it was a weekly newspaper from Scholastic Books. And I'm sure everybody, I mean, you know, they're still right, around, right. Thank, thank heavens. But they used to put out a weekly newspaper that was uh, like an aggregate of all the top headlines from that past week. And our teacher would then assign every one of us a particular headline. And we were supposed to write an essay about it and then, you know, present it in front of the class. Well, one time I got a story about UFOs. Never heard of UFOs. Not really. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, saw on science fiction movies, things like that. But, you know, as something that, you know, people will actually seen, I had no idea. Right, so, right, I mean, right. you know, wrote, wrote your typical third grade essay and, and, and presented it in front third of the class. Third Third grade, yes. So you dove in ever uh, since. <laughs> well, you know, what happened is that um, from then on, I was the flying saucer guy. Nice. Uh, even though I had no desire to be the flying saucer guy, right. <laughs> that I was pegged. That was it. You know, so anything <laughs> I mean, you could get your hands on, you just kind of dove on in there. Did you have any personal experiences yourself? No, absolutely not. Absolutely Still? not. To this day, no, like a, well, a lot, okay. A lot of people have, that get, that might start into this field, you know, as just an interest, they will eventually have something magnificent. So, what it, you're about to say? Well, um, I one one time, and you know, it's been like you know, five or six years ago when I was putting the dog out one night, uh, there was this very bright red light 
like, um, well, you know, like a, a red stoplight, you know, up in the sky to the, it would have been the uh, the southwest of me just hanging there. Now, about, you know, 65 miles in that direction is uh, a, a, an airport, but this thing didn't act like any kind of airplane. It was just a steady red light that just hung there in the sky and then just blinked out, just bloop, and it was gone. Wow. That, that's the closest that's the closest that, after all these years. That's after amazing. all these years. Well, you know, I think a lot of it has to do that, you know, over the years, I've trained myself to distinguish between um, ordinary and uh, extraordinary right. you know, objects. You know, I mean, I can I tell am- the difference between a satellite and a plane yeah. and, you know, all the you know, sun dogs, all the other things that... The, uh... I am, I'm not kidding you. There's like a contagion when it comes to people, when they would come to my like UFO meetings that I held for 15 years, uh, they would come in just being curious. And the next time they come in, they'd seen something, they experienced mm. something. So it was mm-hmm. that common. So I'm, I'm really surprised that it took that while, but you still kept the passion up. And, uh, you know, and looking over the things <laughs> that you've been uh, diving into, I, I was... I was tickled, but then I'm darn curious about this book of yours that you wrote called Jeff the Talking Mongoose. I mean, <laughs> what a title and what the heck is that about? Let's I, I have to know. It's really yeah. different. Yeah, the, the 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 full title is Jeff the Talking Mongoose, the Eighth Wonder of the World. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, this this was a story that happened in the uh, 1930s on the Isle of Man, uh, that uh, uh, is off the coast of of England, and it starts out like somewhat like a typical poltergeist case where this uh, uh, family, they were actually you know, immigrants from uh, mainland England, and it was like a, 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 a father, a mother, and a, a 13-year-old girl. And the father had made his living selling um, pianos and, and music and made enough money that uh, he bought this, uh, this farm uh, on the island. And uh, he was going to be a gentleman farmer, you know, where uh, you've got workers to do the work and gotcha. you, you you bring you bring in the money. Well, it right, didn't right, turn right. out. The, you know, it didn't turn out uh, to be the case. And uh, they ended up being you know, more poor than they figured that they were going to be and definitely more poor than when they started out. Uh, but uh, they started hearing um, strange noises in the walls of this house and uh, the uh, Mr. Irving. Uh, he had actually he had built like paneling to put because you know, his house was like a, a, a stone house that had been built probably in the 1700s, maybe even earlier than that. So he he put up this uh, 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 these wood panelings with a couple of inches of space to act like uh, insulation. And they thought that something, some animal had gotten in and was now living uh, you know, in this in this space. Well, after a while, it actually started making noises that they thought sounded like uh, uh, animals. So one night, uh, uh, Mr. Irving, uh, it made a noise and he like barked at it like a dog and it barked back. Oh, then he meowed like a cat and it meowed back. And that's how it started. And after a while, it's 
started to talk in a very, they described it as a very high pitched voice that uh, uh, eventually it named itself Jeff, G-E-G-E-F. And it claimed that it was a mongoose that had been brought to the island from England um, probably about 50 years previously by uh, uh, another local farmer. Mr. Irving checked on that and it was true. There had there had been a, a, a overpopulation of rabbits at that time and this farmer had brought in some uh, mongoose from india to take care of the rabbits so jeff claimed that uh, for some reason he uh, was long-lived and uh, he couldn't talk before but he said that uh, you know because they took the effort to teach him how to talk he learned to talk and it, it actually became a media sensation uh, all over Europe for a while wow. uh, with ver- with various invest, you know, psychic investigators coming to the island to try to see or talk to the talking mongoose. And uh, it's it, it's really just it's a fascinating story. I mean, because you 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 don't know if you're dealing with, say, like a, a poltergeist, a ghost, a maybe you know, an <laughs> element, you know, an elemental spirit of some kind, yeah. you know, like, like a spirit of the hearth, as as they're known. And it would uh, just talk through the walls and, and it would talk to anybody that would show up at the house? It tended, it, it tended to be, Jeff tended to be really shy and uh, 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 only people that, that, he decided that he liked would he talk to uh if if you hung out for a while i guess that he would slowly learn to trust you and and then would talk and and everybody always said that it, it sounded the same it sounded like a voice coming from an extremely small throat like that you know a throat that shouldn't be talking somebody described it as almost like uh, uh, like like a parrot, you know, like a high pitch, like a parrot. Wow! Um, and, and they were able to get in between the walls and and witness and see. There's nothing there. No, no, it it, it stayed in between the walls. It would run across. It had they had like a, a exposed wooden beams, and it would run back and forth across. They would catch like just this quick glimpse wow. of something scurrying back and forth. But well, I, yeah. I hate to cut you off here, but we got to get to our next break. You guys, don't forget to check me out on social media at one Heidi Hollis on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, anything and everything. It seems like I put a one in front of my name at one Heidi Hollis and follow me there. Get a hold of me. Tell me what's on your mind. Tell me who you'd like to have on the program. And, uh, you know, we're going to get to our break right now. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis on iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM. Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hang in there. Heidi's coming right back on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. 
I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, it's George Nori, and thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Here we go with more Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I have Tim Swartz here, and we're talking about probably one of the crazier 
poltergeist, whatever paranormal activity this is in regards to something called Jeff the Talking Mongoose. And uh, I didn't want to cut you off, but what? So, so this thing stayed in the walls. People could hear it running back and forth, but didn't anybody like poke their head in between the walls to see if they could spot anything, you know, to see if these people were hoaxing it? I mean, what year did this take place? This took place, like I said, in the in the early 1930s uh, okay. uh, uh, for about and for about 10 years. I mean, it, you know, uh, for a poltergeist, if it, you know, if it was a poltergeist, it was really long lived because, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, most poltergeists at the most maybe will last a year at their strongest. Uh, but this continued uh, on for quite a while. And naturally, like you said, I mean, uh, people suspected that there was some kind of hoax going on. But, you know, the those who knew the Irvings knew that, you know, they weren't the types of people to to do something like this. You know, they're very uh, you know, staunch, upright people. Hmm. And and so naturally, they there was a consideration that maybe their daughter, 13 year old uh, girl, yeah. was somehow throwing her voice to do this which i mean that that is a possibility but her parents always insisted and you have to remember i mean uh they were older parents right Ah. they had already had children they had two grown children that had families of their own at this point and uh, vori that was uh their their youngest daughter's name was was very much a latecomer so i mean you know these guys they hadn't fallen just fallen off the turnip wagon you know they they knew every trick that a kid could do yet mr irving you know especially i mean he recorded he kept a diary of all the the daily activities that that Jeff would do, the, what he talked about, things that he would bring home, uh, people that he would torment, uh, <laughs> because Jeff, uh, he was there were like uh, knot holes in this in these wooden panelings, and Jeff could throw things out of these knot holes and hit people with them. What? So if if there was if there was a visitor in the house that Jeff didn't like, he would chuck stones or spoons or sometimes jets of water that he claimed was urine. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that is wild. It gives me chills. So what a thing to live with. So this thing, it it wasn't uh it wasn't typical. It's living a long period of time. Oh it's, yeah. It has this weird voice. I mean I don't know if there's ever been something like that recorded in history <laughs> to, to say it's a little furry creature like that. But uh, I mean, I can't imagine how comfortable they were living there with this thing. I mean, did they ever express they wanted to move and get away from Jeff? At the beginning, yes, naturally, you know, because they thought themselves that it, that that it was a spook, you know, and that's what it was referred to for a long time um, as the uh, uh, the the Darby spook. And they referred to it as a spook. But the funny thing about it is, is that, uh, you know, Jeff said that, you know, no, he's not a spook. And in fact, Jeff was afraid of ghosts. And uh, he he would have Mr. Irving uh, at times tell ghost stories at night just to uh, just to give him give himself a, a, a thrill. Wow. And, and apparently one time Mr. Irving like threw a sheet over his head and he heard like his wife and his daughter talking to Jeff in the kitchen. 
they were seated in the kitchen and Jeff's voice was coming from the wall. And I guess that he like jumped into the kitchen and, you know, like going boo or something like that. And apparently Jeff screamed so loud, like a, uh, like a little girl that he immediately took the sheet off because he felt bad. Oh, <laughs> you know, scary. Oh, oh. Wow. It, well, what's the range of topics he would discuss? What were some of the stranger elements he mentioned? Well, I mean, they, they, they talked just really about uh, anything. Jeff had a fondness for uh, visiting in the neighbors' houses, or even he said catching, uh, 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 hiding in the bus that went through the uh, the countryside and going into, and I can't think of the name of the the major town that uh, was nearby. But uh, you know, it he said that he'd go into the town and especially liked hanging out at the bus station and listening into the conversations of the uh, workers and bus drivers and then he would come back and gossip <laughs> and he would he, and he would got and he would gossip about what the neighbors were doing as well wow. which that that didn't go over very well uh oh, with with yeah. their neighbors and steal stuff he would steal stuff as <laughs> as well from neighbors house and then bring them to the irvings then the irvings would have to take them back and apologize Sounds and then like jeff a- would Jeff would go and steal it again. Oh, my gosh. Sounds like an annoying cat. If a cat very, can yeah. talk. <laughs> wow. Very, very much so. Very That's much wild. So. Well, you know, as much mm-hmm. as I love this topic, I have to dive into something that is uh, amazing that you wrote about uh, time travel, fact, not fiction. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, how did you come to that conclusion that it is a fact? Well, this this actually was uh, uh, is, is a reprint from an even earlier time travel book. That's one of the uh, uh, first ones that I did for Timothy Green Beckley and his uh, Inner Light uh, publications. And it it actually had been commissioned to somebody else, a, a, a guy who went under the uh, pen name of Commander X. Ah, and yes. um, Commander X had uh, signed a contract to, to do this and several other books, but then had uh, health problems, uh, uh, bad health problems. And he wasn't able to uh, uh, finish the commission. So, so Beckley came to me and uh, I mean, you know, I'm naturally interested in, in time travel. Who's not, <laughs> you right. know, and wanted to know if I wanted to take it on, take, you know, the, the notes and the material that Commander X had already collected and then add my own stuff uh, uh, to it. And so I, I did the original time travel book, which Gosh, I can't even I can't remember what its name now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but okay. but but then the time travel fact knock fiction came, you know, oh, you know, probably about five years later, updated, new material, things like that. Yeah. But but the thing that made it fascinating to me when I was doing the initial research, because I go in I went into it looking along the lines of, you know, like scientists or government conspiracies or you know people experimenting in their garage you know like back to you know back to the future uh uh while, while commander x he was looking more into the metaphysical sides of it uh, uh using uh, out of body experiences and things like that yeah. but uh but what i discovered i discovered the phenomena of time slips and that that's that's what really hooked me. And so uh, time travel, the original time travel and the time travel back time, 
technology. How would you explain a, a time slip? Well, a time slip is an experience where somebody will suddenly uh, either find themselves in what appears to be uh, the past or the future, or they'll see something that appears to have come from either the the, the past or, or the future. Uh, a, a lot of these cases uh, are, say, somebody is just you know going down the road and they'll suddenly see an old-fashioned looking house off the side of the road that they had never seen before and are surprised that they had never noticed it. But then the next time they come around, it's not there anymore. No, yeah. I love those stories. I, yeah. I, I've experienced something weird along those lines myself, but it's it's wild to hear about. And uh, you've heard of stories also where the people have come back with something physical, like like change. Oh, sure. Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, there was one case in uh, London where a, a, a guy went into um, – he had come across a stationary shop that uh, he was surprised because he never knew that there was a stationary shop there and went in to look around and it was very, you know, like old fashioned looking and quaint. And uh, he actually ended up uh, uh, buying some uh, uh, parchment paper. Uh, but then when he went back later, it wasn't there. And uh, he did come back with this parchment paper, though, that uh, uh, I don't know whatever happened to. He probably wrote a letter on it and complaining to the editor about the uh, shop that disappeared. But (laughs) but but yeah, I mean, uh, 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 a lot of these cases are um, situations where somebody will actually have just like a full on experience where the their surroundings will change from modern times to some past era they'll they'll smell the air they'll hear the sounds sometimes they'll interact with people uh and generally the people that they interact with act like that they've they're seeing a ghost huh. wow that's happened a couple of times yeah and uh and, and it's far more common an experience then uh, really people consider the research that I've done over the years that, you know, I started this back in the uh, 1990s mm-hmm. and more and more uh, of these stories come to me every day. And it's it's not an uncommon phenomenon, surprisingly enough. Wow. That's amazing. Sounds like you need to write book two. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like, have you um, had people that have ever expressed uh, it, it versus a deja vu, but actually feeling mm-hmm. like time reversed on them uh, where they had a personal time slip where nobody else noticed? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I had uh, uh, myself a, a, a a time slip experience though at the time i really didn't you know uh, think about it i i thought maybe it was more of a ghostly experience uh where a friend and i had a uh flat tire uh out on this highway and as we were trying to fix it uh this this older gentleman came out of the nearby house and helped us fix the tire and then uh, later my mom being you know the, the the typical woman of that time made a pie and asked me to take it to him to thank him for helping us and that house wasn't there oh wow oh Uh, (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah uh and you know at the time i was like well maybe it was a ghost Oh, it's like so many different experiences, but we got to get to our next break. You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light. 
with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back with more Tim Swartz. Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heidi Hollis will be right back. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, Try ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, 
the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I have Tim Swartz here, and wow, uh, <laughs> we're, we're covering the topics, let me tell you. This guy has so much out there, and it's, it's always kind of uh, just been so intriguing. It's like those corners of the universe that we don't get to talk about so much. I mean, time travel and talking mongoose. So it's time time to move into the alien encounters. And uh, because those are ongoing, those have been something that have always intrigued me. And uh, there's always a, there's always, you know, questions just dangling out there that we can't seem to grasp. But have you noticed anything changing out there when it comes to alien encounters? Well, definitely the UFO phenomena is is constantly evolving. Um, you look at, say, the early days, just right after um, the Kenneth Arnold sightings, when you started then having the, the whole contactee movement with George Adamski and Howard Mencher, you know, you had extraterrestrials that you know, are claimed to be extraterrestrials that were very human looking, you know, tall, blonde haired, uh, uh, blue eyed, uh, uh, you know, almost angelic types of beings. And then after a while, that kind of uh, evolved into more uh, a shorter uh, almost science fiction type looking uh, uh, creatures until eventually we've ended up with the uh, the big eyed grace. And uh, if you really if you go back through UFO history, the big eyed grays are really kind of newcomers to the scene. They didn't show up until sometime in the 1970s. I've done a lot of research over the years and uh, maybe one or two cases that that sound somewhat like the big eyed grays. But it really hasn't been until uh, fairly recently that these these creatures showed up. Now, of course, uh, some people say that, oh, well, you know, there's an intergalactic war and the uh, big eyed greys have uh, 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 fought the Nordics away and now there are the rulers and what have you. But, uh, you know, that's the interesting thing about uh, the, the mystery of, of, of UFOs is that uh, uh, the big eyed greys may be prominent now, but in another 20, 30 years, 
there's probably going to be something else that has filled that niche. So it's just always interesting to see what's going to happen next. Yeah, whoever wins the rock, paper, scissors events out there in the universe, I get the blue marble. It's my turn. So (laughs) it's just so crazy. It's like, why are there changes like this? But now you've also, your most recent work, Alien Artifacts, uh, Mm -hmm. Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters. Tell us a bit about that book. Now, that's uh, uh, one of our first books that that we put out to try to continue on the legacy of Timothy Green Beckley and the types of books that he liked to uh, put out with a number of different authors uh, contributing chapters uh, following a a main theme. And so that's the way uh, Alien Artifacts is, is that we've got people like uh, myself, Scott Corrales, Nigel Watson from the UK, uh, Sean Castile. We've all contributed chapters about uh, different kinds of alien artifacts, and alien artifacts does, doesn't necessarily mean you know little beat up pieces of metal that uh, has been found in a field. It's you know wide variety of things. I mean, it could be that you know <laughs> chunks of metal to uh, uh, trees or landscapes that have been damaged by something to uh, physical injuries. Uh, uh, to, to people, but uh, but we also include the little you know the little bits of uh, of beat up metal as well. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get that in there. How oh about yeah, yeah. Any like uh, tissue of alien beings, DNA evidence, even. Well, there you know there have been stories of people who've actually claimed to have either injured or killed. Uh, 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 some of these uh, big-eyed greys during an abduction event with uh, blood samples being kept. But, you know, that that information then tends to end up disappearing or being compartmentalized someplace. So it's uh, one of the things that we try to do with our books is to really vet our information as best as we possibly could. That's what I was taught in college, verify, verify, verify. So, you know, unless we can, you know, really have some good uh, verification on these stories, we may mention them, but we're not going to go and give them, you know, say like a full chapter release like, like the others. Now there's the 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 story that happened in Australia that a book was written called Hair of the Alien, uh, which was fascinating in which DNA samples were taken from this uh, hair sample after a very unusual case, but the hair sample proved to be human of a very um, odd variety, kind of like almost a, uh, a genetic manipulation between a, uh, a tribe from uh, 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 mainland China, uh, some uh, like Scandinavian origins as well. But the odd thing was that uh, it appeared that they had their DNA manipulated to make them um, uh, 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 not susceptible to various viral diseases like AIDS. The HIV virus at the time was the one that uh, was shown uh, that, that whoever this individual was, they had a natural immunity to this virus that at the time was previously unknown. Interesting. So of all things it was able to 
prevent that kind of infiltration. I wonder if the next uh, DNA sample will be <laughs> able to fend off COVID. <laughs> you know, it's like, gee, those ones that have been questionable in society, you know, because I remember when, uh, you know, AIDS was a conversation. They're like, this was programmed to kill people this way, you know, and right. same conversations today, you know. What's old is new, is new is old, whatever. I mean, <laughs> everything old is new again. Yes, honestly, it's just like round and round we go. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, I have older friends that have said uh, they had to quarantine in their homes because of the polio outbreak. You know, it's oh, like, yes. you know, same things. It's like, you know, these things happen. Um, but, you know, it it's what I always wonder, too. It's like when it comes to any kind of real evidence of something being truly unimaginable you have to trust a scientific minded person to be able to test these things properly but so we're trusting that person to not be bought out sold out or infiltrated to uh you know give the the real authentic results i mean is that something that's a challenge out there yes but the main challenge is finding a laboratory that will sample this stuff if they find out what the source was, okay? A lot of these places, universities, private laboratories, if you come to them and say, hey, we've got the money, we've got this material that we think came from a fallen flying saucer, will you check it out and you know give it a, a chemical and isotopic analysis? And a majority of these labs were like, nope, we don't want anything to do with this. And so it's been an effort to find facilities that will actually do the proper research uh, uh, on this material. Thankfully, uh, there has been a few, but so many, they just, you know, as the saying goes, they wouldn't uh, touch it with a 12-foot pole. Oh, that's a shame. That's really a shame because I, I, I mean, every time I turn on the news, we're having to take people's word for something and uh, on a broader scale, medical, all of that. Uh, it's, it's just a common, common thing, you know? Um, so, you know, how can people uh, get a hold of you and hear your podcast and your books? Uh, tell us that information. Sure. Well, uh, I'm the co-host of uh, the Paracast with uh, Gene Steinberg, and uh, that can be heard uh, throughout the country on the GCN uh, radio network. And you can also uh, listen to the archives at uh, theparacast.com, just as easy as that. All of my books, you can find them at uh, uh, Amazon.com. You can uh, just put my name in. I've got both print and ebook available. Uh, and you can also find them at your uh, favorite local bookstore. And please patronize your favorite local bookstore. Uh, my website is uh, conspiracyjournal.com, where we have all the weird news and information that they don't want you to know. <laughs> so what's next for you? What are you looking into uh, in the future? Well, right now, uh, myself and uh, the, uh, uh, as we like to put it, the usual gang of idiots are uh, putting together a, a, a new book uh, along you know, similar lines as the uh, Alien Artifacts. And uh, we're keeping the uh, title down low uh, on it. We don't want to, to reveal ourselves yet, but we're expecting this book to come out, you know, probably in the uh, next couple of months. And uh, it's, uh, it's going to be another good one, I predict. Ooh, the excitement builds. Well, I want to thank you so much, my friend, for coming on the program today. This was fascinating, as usual. Heidi, thank you very much (laughs) for having me on. I had a great time tonight, and I hope your listeners enjoyed it as well. Oh, thank you, thank you. 
Simply amazing. Once again, we have come to the bottom of another fabulous program. I hope you guys have enjoyed yourselves. Don't forget to go to HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and tell me your stories. Tell me what's going on out there. Have you heard new rumors of something in the family, something that happened, something grandma has been hiding? I I don't care whatever it is and give me the details. I'm getting a lot of one-liners and a lot of single paragraphs and that doesn't help us all paint the picture and to get these patterns down. So tell me your details. Angels to aliens, shadow people to hat man. And also don't forget to check out my paranormal comic strip, theoutlanderscomic.com or follow it at theoutlanderscomic on Instagram. And, uh, you know, I am always learning and growing and I love chatting with everybody online. So find me TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at one Heidi Hollis. That is a one in front of my name. H E I D I H O L L I S. Now, oh, there you go. And uh, <laughs> don't be shy. Tell me what's going on out there in the world. And, uh, you know, this is all about you, about me, and about all the in betweens. All right. So you have been listening to Dark Becomes Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio. And Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.